You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host. Hello and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And of course, growth is what it's all about here at Mobile Presence every single episode, because that's where we talk to the marketers, to the experts, and we have this mini-series going on, and I hope you've checked it out earlier and will continue to listen in in the future. And this is where we get the inside track on how you can grow your app from the UA experts, because of course, this is their daily job. They do it, they're out in the trenches, and they are amazing at it as well, because they have achieved success that has earned them the title of mobile hero, as chosen by Lyft off a full service mobile app marketing and retargeting platform. And moving along in the series, our guest today is Erman Akar. He is Senior Mobile Marketing Manager at Stepstone. Erman, great to have you here. How's you doing today? Uh, thank you, Peggy. It's, it's good to be here. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. And where are you based? Uh, I'm based in Dusseldorf, Germany. Okay, so you're based in Dusseldorf. So really quite, quite close, right around the corner from me. I'm from the States, but of course, also based in Germany. But you are the mobile marketing manager at Stepstone. You're a mobile hero. We'll get to that in a moment. Tell me just a little bit about yourself, what you do over there, your daily job over at Stepstone. Um, okay. Well, I, I, as you said, I work as a mobile marketing manager, senior mobile marketing manager at Stepstone. So I am responsible of the mobile app campaigns that we run on on different different from different sources uh, yeah and i'm responsible for uh, the continental europe companies countries sorry so austria belgium germany france uh, yeah mm -hmm. and that's a uh, a job recruitment app is that correct that's true it's a job board uh, okay yeah it's it's not a social platform but a job board so we serve job listings to to our users um, and we work with companies to to promote their job listings. And it's interesting you talk about you know working with companies and we're gonna 
sort of shake it up a little bit. We usually talk about how we engage our users and how we create relationships, but you've also been looking at the other side of it, which I think is really interesting because in a way it's like, you know, a fish in a fishbowl telling me what it wants to eat, you know? You're telling me how you want to interact with your partners, you know, with your vendors, with your ad partners, you know, how do they need to interact with you? And you've written about this on a blog as well, and we'll be getting to that later on in the show. But uh, I'm just curious, you know, it's the first time I've seen something like this. It was very refreshing, very honest, uh, almost too honest in some ways. But, you know, when you're inspired to share insights like that, it means something happened somewhere. I mean, was this the case that, you know, just too many cold calls, too many people bothering you, trying to sell you stuff, and you decided, nope, I'm going to sit down and write it. These are the ways you engage with me. I mean, what was the driver here? Well, I mean, this is something that I also realized throughout my career. When you when you get out the market and and you're on the spending side, you obviously get a lot of people reaching out to you. Uh, a lot of dinners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope more dinners, but, no, but <laughs> mostly messages from LinkedIn and Skype calls yeah. and etc. And, and uh, as with the app, you have to work with more than one source, and you have to. Uh, decide how you are supposed to separate your attention between people and how you should actually uh, get the most value out of out of your time uh, and this is something i realized that i should actually look into it and, and try to try to optimize the process uh, of, of dealing with all the people that's reaching out to me also so and i'm that, just curious Armin, how many how many outreaches uh do you get on a given day a couple I would a say. couple, just a couple. Yeah. Okay, it's probably going to increase after this show. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's not also the number of the, the people that are reaching out to you. It's also the, the consistency of the same people reaching out to you again and again and, and try mm-hmm. to get out of, out, of, uh, out of it. And yeah, so I think this is... When it gets too repetitive, I think that's that's when the problem starts. When it gets to starts to eat out from your time, and I think that's when exactly the problem starts. Well, I think, as I said, I think this is important because many in our audience, you know, they are mobile marketers. They have to deal with, you know, everything is in an ecosystem. So they're talking to partners, they're dealing with people in their own business ecosystem. And it's really helpful to understand what works and what doesn't. And here we have the inside track. You're going to tell us, you know, what sets you off and what doesn't and why. So let's do exactly that. Um, Let's think about... I'm always a positive person, so I'm going to start with the positive. So what excites you? What is it that will work with you? Maybe a specific channel or a way of engaging with you, uh, maybe a certain tone to an email. Some people I know like emails, they're just like, you know, here it is, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, get through it, you know, inbox zero, the world is happy. What, what works for you? Well, I mean, uh, the answer is actually quite obvious. What works for me is that if if I get a question or a request or or someone reaches out to me that I understand that it's he has or she she has already looked into the product, understood mm-hmm. our model, have, have um, put some brain power into this this idea of the potential campaigns that we can do. Uh, then it's the exciting part. Uh, but if it's just a cold reach and, and if it's just a yeah. message, I, I mostly ignore it, basically. And I can also tell you about what sets me off. And okay, yeah, I was going to get to that. I, was, I wasn't going to stay positive for long. So, <laughs> so positive is when they do their homework. They say, "Yep, you know, Erman, you're at Stepstone. I get it. I know what you do. Here's yeah. how we can add value." That's something that's a positive. What's a negative? Well, the negative part, and I, I have been seeing this more and more in the last couple of years on on LinkedIn. Um, it's it's not a good funnel. Uh, just sending a message immediately after the ad. 
um, so because you in, in on LinkedIn, for example, you get a lot of um, requests for for contact requests, and then I I do try to add them. I do try to hear out what to what they want to uh, share, but just immediately sending the message uh, and then trying demanding an answer just after the ad is not a good funnel. That's a very good point, though, because, you know, it happens like that. I mean, I have to say I'm guilty of not being quite up to date. My LinkedIn messages in the first place, it's getting to be like like chat over there. And then you, you see someone at a conference or you meet them somewhere, add them. And then like seconds later, you've got that that sort of like, great, now we're LinkedIn and I can start to take up your time. Is that what you're talking about here? I think what, what they think is is uh, they want to make use of the LinkedIn time that I'm using. So when I when I uh, confirm the ad, uh, they know for a fact that I'm already on LinkedIn and I, I will be reading their, their message right away. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, looking at this from the other side, I, I don't usually go to LinkedIn when I'm at work. And when I'm checking my LinkedIn, it's not necessarily the good time for me to start answering the messages uh, or, or get interested. And I'm going to go back tomorrow. Uh, it will be out of my mind. So I think the best way is to uh, add me and then think about it, do a little bit of homework, and then the next day send me the message that you want to send. I'm just curious also because another way that people love to connect and think they can kick off a conversation with a prospect is um, is social overall. I mean, what, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I, I'm seeing that myself since I'm in the industry, you know, people are tweeting story ideas and all sorts of stuff, which is at some level is interesting, but there's only so many channels you can watch. Do you do a lot on social or um, is that really off guard, uh, off, yeah. off limits rather? Uh, not really. I, I try to spend as little time as possible actually on Facebook. I'm trying to optimize the time that I spend on social media networks. So it wouldn't work for me. I do read a lot. I do follow a lot of uh, nice Twitter accounts, and I do read a lot of Twitter, but it's not something that I, that I could be recognized on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say social. But also the conferences was, was a good way to put it. I think it's always better to talk with someone face-to-face, understand how they are doing their business, what they're interested in. So that could also be a really good fun. Yeah, I'm seeing that more and more conferences are good and these sort of like these mini things, these mini mixers, you know, where people get together and talk. And sometimes even if it's run by, you know, a marketer, a company, a vendor, um, an ad partner, you know, it's beneficial if it just keeps away from the hard sell. Of course, you know, not everyone is sort of created equally here. You know, some salesmen, saleswomen are kind of chatty. Um, it's sort of like when you have to give a presentation, begin with a joke, end with a joke sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just curious, you know, what do you look for in an actual conversation, in an exchange? You know, what's your advice to them? They're listening in, you know, they want to sell to people like you or work with people like you. Um, what's the tone of that conversation? Or, or it, does, does Chatty break the ice with you or do you just find it annoying? I mean, I don't find it annoying, but it's obviously not enough to break the ice with me. I mean, uh, what I'm most looking at is is what the what new and what different can the can the partner or the company can offer, which is uh, which is going to set them a little bit apart from their competitors. I think this is one of the most important things that I want to hear upfront, so that it's already um, a little bit exciting for me. I would know if I would need it, and I'm also more interested in in seeing what the facts are. So, what are the options that they're offering, what are the bidding options, uh, what kind of ads are they serving, and, and what are they specializing on. 
So just giving me as many facts as possible would in the end necessarily save me time. And this is what I'm looking for basically. And, and just interested in how much information that should be just a quick question to you. I mean, is this something where, because, you know, you're speaking not only for yourself, but also, you know, marketing managers at apps overall, is that email? Is that outreach to you? Is that something that should have the price up front, or are you willing to talk about that, you know, in the second follow-up email or call or what have you? No, I mean price uh, actually always comes comes second because okay. of course it's important. Yes, the, it should be a good price, a reasonable amount of uh, unit prices that I'm getting. But I would mostly be looking at the data to understand if this campaign is particularly. Uh, uh, beneficial for the for the company or for my for the product that I'm promoting and this is not going to be understood right away from the prices that they're offering to me if that makes sense so I would in the end uh, need to be able to I in the end need to run the campaign understand how the data looks like and then I would convert it back to the the pricing that it is Mm -hmm. just as an example one um, campaign might be really high on the cost per installs or cost per conversions uh, but if it's working really well and, and it's beneficial for me, then I would still go for it. If, for example, another company approached and their unit costs are really cheap, but in the end, if I don't see any benefit from it, it would still be a loss for me. So uh, it's not the pricing that's, that should come up front, but it's the options or the, uh, or the settings that I can uh, use with the company. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what we're going to be talking about in just a minute. You know, we talked about vendors. We're going to deep dive further into ad partners because there are some questions that you need to ask. You know, there's a checklist and you have kindly shared this in a recent blog, you know, questions to ask before you set up the call with your ad partner um, around options, around uh, CTRs, around just deep dive into those questions. But we do have to go to break so listeners don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. 
Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove and my guest today, Araman Akar. He is Senior Mobile Marketing Manager at StepStone. And Araman, right before the break, we were talking about, you know, just those general questions that you ask when you're dealing with vendors. You know, it could be an attribution provider, could be someone with push notification, you know, communication suite, all that good stuff that belongs in the growth stack. But then there are very specific questions and very specific answers to look for when you're dealing with the ad network partner you know this is a different list entirely so first of all i guess the question for me is um you need to talk with them but you don't want to set up a call with every single ad network that comes to you know comes to call because literally you know 700 and counting that's a lot of calls you make a your whole life would be just taking calls from ad networks so how do you get to the point where you say, okay, I'm really going to listen to you, but they have to pass a few tests, a couple of, uh, of checkpoints. What do you suggest? Well, the, my, my uh, usual approach to this is just I ask specific questions to every single partner that approaches me. And I listed these questions in the blog too, and this is also available information on, online. But basically, I would try to get the, uh, get the facts about the, the type of campaigns that I can run with them. And this would also give me an idea of how they are differentiated from the current partners that I'm working with. So in the end, I would, uh, I also take these answers and then archive it in a way that I can compare and, and see in the future if, if they improved or change anything. So I think this would be the best best approach. If someone asks you a question, uh, if someone approaches you for a call, just I just send them these questions and then evaluate after I get these answers. Not I mean I'm not necessarily uh, sorry. I'm not necessarily waiting for the uh, for them to answer exactly perfectly to all these questions with long paragraphs. But I want them to have an idea of of their own network and and what they can provide. I mean, I was uh, going to say you know, you have shared these questions. I have read them, but I'd like to understand some of the logic behind some of them. I mean, I'll pick a few out. They're public knowledge. It's nothing nothing special out there. Um, you know, for example, what percent of your traffic is attributed based on referral or fingerprinting? I mean, I understand the question, but why wouldn't why would an app marketer 
need to know this and need to ask this? What's the value of that question? Just as an example. So uh, because we are always working with some attribution partners, these attribution partners have methods of identifying fraudulent traffic uh, or where the traffic is coming from. And these methods are the, the ad networks should be able to uh, fulfill these requests, these, these requirements uh, in order to be, I don't want to say fraud free, but uh, less likely to, to include fraudulent traffic. So fingerprinting is, is a new way of attribution method and, and it's, it's a uh, newer technology. So I would like the partners that I'm uh, onboarding, I would like them to have this functionality in their, in their stack. Mm-hmm. Um, what bidding options do you offer? I guess that's a question to find out if your ad partner supports what in-app header bidding. Uh, no, I mean no. Okay, I, it's I. This is more like is this a, a CPM-based network? Is it more programmatic, or are they able to offer CPA uh, after a specific amount of time, or what is it? So basically, it's it's a straightforward question about just the bidding types. So the CPIs, CPMs, or CPAs. Mm-hmm. I'm just going through the, because you know, I like the list. It's so solid and so straightforward. I mean, it's something that, you know, listeners bookmark it. You'll be happy that you did. Um, are your apps, are your ads rather skippable? And how many seconds is an X button shown? What does that tell you as an, as an app marketer again? What's the value of understanding the answer to that? Well, this is uh, for the video ads, basically. Mm -hmm. the, so there's two types of video advertising in, in, in app. One is, uh, is the one that you see the ad and you can click on X on the top right or top left in the, in the first, after the first five seconds or whatever, mm -hmm. and you can close the ad. And then there's other type, uh, which is uh, you can't close the ad, the ad, basically. You have to watch it. Uh, it's called rewarded uh, uh, videos. Mm -hmm. And the user who is watching the full video gets rewarded in their app. So it can be a game, for example. They would watch the video and then they would get a, another life in their game, for example. They are not incentivized to download the app, but they are incentivized to watch the full video. So this would actually determine in the end how I would uh, share my creatives with them. So if, if it's uh, non-skippable, I would send them a longer video and this would explain the product that we have and try to promote what, what we are actually offering to the user. But if it's just something that can be closed, I would try to get the quick message in the first couple seconds um, and then let the user decide if he wants to click or if he wants to close the ad. Makes absolute sense. What about this one? What are your top publisher app categories? I mean, I understand that because you want to understand, you know, what are the major categories, but why is that interesting to you? Because is it, understanding like in the confines or the context in which your ads will be appearing? Uh, yes. So there, this is also an, an, a general industry problem that the utility apps have been bringing a lot of fraud. This is uh, already reported on and already known, known very well. So if I get the answer that we are most likely uh, most of our traffic will be coming from utility apps, then I, I am a little bit taken aback because um, shouldn't be. It's more likely that it would include fraud then, or if it's mostly gaming, uh, that they, they their top publisher app categories are mostly gaming, then I would know for a fact that what kind of ads I should be running and what kind of audience I would be reaching. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is this has a, a, a couple levels of, of uh, understanding. And it's also important that the that salesperson who is reaching out to me knows this information about their their own company. Again, there's always a reason for doing something. Um, 
a really well thought out checklist of questions. Is this because you've learned from some experience, you know, good or bad, you can share maybe something, change the names if you want, but, you know, something must have, again, inspired you to put together this checklist. There's something about this that says, what? What do, what do app marketers need to watch or beware or avoid? What did your experience show you? I mean, this is uh, my experience also talking to the industry professionals and, and, and just spending time in the industry that you come to this information uh, that is readily available. So I can, for example, say it was a little bit of a uh, interesting interesting realization for me when I just, when I read about the, 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 the news post on, on BuzzFeed. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you remember, it was, it was I think, six months ago or maybe 10 months ago, I don't remember the exact time, but it was about uh, as one specific network actually selling almost 100% fraudulent traffic. And their apps are mostly utility apps. So uh, this, was, this was a realization for me that this is actually possible for the utility, utility apps to uh, make fraud easily because they get a lot of permissions from the user's yeah. app, user's mobile phone and et cetera. But then this is also something that is, that is coming together when, when you stay in the industry for longer amounts of time. And I don't know if this answers your question. No, no, absolutely. I mean, we, we, many of us saw that in the industry. You know, those flashlight apps, those utility apps. Yeah. I mean, that's all sort of like a Trojan horse in a way. I mean, you're using these apps all the time. You're giving them lots of permissions. And therefore, if they are fraudulent, and in many cases are, then, yeah. um, you know, something is going on. Either your phone is clicking ads without you clicking them or, you know, things are happening, which, exactly. which, which shouldn't be. And, and exactly. money is changing hands that shouldn't as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it's a hard question. It's not one we're going to answer 100%, but, you know, you bring up the topic of ad fraud. I'm writing about it a lot because it's just a lot more prevalent, not prevalent, we're hearing more about it, we're dealing with it also more proactively and we're understanding it that we just don't have to be victims as, uh, as mobile marketers. What, what's yeah. your view on this? I mean, how important, first of all, is this when you're looking through what you're, what, what you're uh, this just sets up the question, you know, are you gonna have a call, right? Um, what are some of the answers or the interaction after the call that says this person is real and committed to, uh, you know, to being as, as fraud-free as possible. Can you give me some idea of the exchange that follows? The most important part for me, as I, as I mentioned before, if the, the person that's reaching out to me knows the, their, my product, so the, the StepStones product, and also their type of their campaigns really well. And if the, they, they need to uh, have a plan of how it would actually turn out uh, when we match these two together. Instead of this, which is a red flag for me, instead of saying, like, yes, this is the, the, the CPIs, it's super cheap, you, you will get as much volume as you want, and then everything will be great. Let's do it right now. Let's do it mm -hmm. as soon as possible. So this, this type of uh, reaction is a little bit of a red flag for me. Uh, it's much likely that I would choose a partner who says, uh, we need to invest in this amount of uh, budget. We need to wait a specific amount of time and then we will reach out to reach to the incremental success. We will incrementally reach the success we are looking for. And they, if they are asking questions of what I, how I define success, and then what would uh, Stepstone want to see in the end from the users that they are buying, uh, would be a, a green light for me 
instead of just saying, let's do it right now, let's test it, let's test, do the test, and then everything will be great. You know, I have to smile right here. I'm thinking about one guest I had on. He said, you know, when I see it, and it's out there, you know, these emails that say, we offer you 100% fraud-free traffic. If that isn't a red flag, what is, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's also unlikely that you would uh, be running with, for example, just a couple of publishers, get the amazing traffic that you think you are getting and everything is super cheap and, and works great. This is something that is a little bit uh, not reality. So if you lived in an absolute world, uh, it would be great to actually work with partners like this, but it's, uh, it's almost always going to be a struggle to get a little bit better, a little bit better, and, and optimize your campaigns, optimize your creatives, optimize your bits. Um, so this is the actually look I'm looking for, uh, which is showing me that it's less fraudulent. The person is more likely to try and try their best to bring the uh, cleanest traffic that is possible, etc. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of straight talk, a lot of valuable questions that app marketers need to ask their ad partners and uh, partners overall. And we have to get a break right now, Airman. But uh, of course, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about how you can protect yourself against fraud legally. That is the clauses you need to include in those contracts. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And the winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. 
supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove and my guest today, Erman Akar, Senior Mobile Marketing Manager at StepStone. And Erman, we've been talking about everything you need to know to engage properly with an app marketing expert such as yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you go through the checklist, you come to the points like, yes, absolutely. I want to know, you know, about my partner. I want to know what they're doing, what they're offering. But you also want at some level to tie this down in a contract. Um, are there any examples you can offer of clauses or, or just, you know, essentials in, in a legal agreement. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, I think it's really important for everyone in the industry to their utmost to, to fight with this fraud. And we are mostly uh, partners with our uh, with the networks that we're working with. So that's how I see it. We are actually uh, not blaming the, the networks or not blaming the people that we directly buy the traffic from, but we try to work with them to eliminate the fraud. Uh, but it's also really important to make this into an agreement not because uh, it's only about the money we spend or only about the budgets that we give, but it's also important that I would explain what's important to me and what I think is fraud and what's the actual fraudulent methods out there that I want to f protect myself from. So just to give an example, for example, which is uh, an already really prominent way of fraud, uh, it's called click injection, and you can actually put up a specific uh, sentence or a clause in your agreement with the company that you would actually try to uh, avoid having this and it's uh, on the data it's pretty easy to see so it's easy to understand that it's click injection uh, and then ideally you would go back to the network and then say yes this is click injection and then this is why it's a click injection fraud uh, as i explained in our contract when we even before we started working on and there's a specific ways to look at your data and and it's easy and you need to understand also a little bit your, your product uh, for understanding other types of fraud. Uh, but if we are speaking specifically for the click injection, for example, uh, just having this on there would already uh, give the idea to your partner that this is something that you would be fighting against. Yep, that you would have top of mind and that you need to be, that they need to be very transparent about. So you go through the checklist, put together a contract, Mm -hmm. How do you measure? It's a tough one. I'll tell you that, Airman. But you know, there are signs that you've made a good choice. There's also signs you made a bad choice. Um, is there a post checklist to the checklist to say, okay, I've helped out my partner, given them all the information they need. They've mm -hmm. helped me out. They've approached me in the right way. They've outlined everything I need to know to understand how to, you know, bring value to my business. How do you tell if it's good for both? Uh, but this is really a good question, actually, because in the end, it's, it also requires some kind of uh, self-examination to, to see if, if you are also putting the, giving the best tools to your partner to buy the best traffic for you. So in the end, um, after you start, I think it's a really good way to uh, be calm and, and not too um, expectant that the user starts delivering as soon as possible. So I would ask myself, did I give them enough time uh, to actually try to optimize their campaigns? Or did I give them competitive enough bids so that they can actually buy the quality traffic that I want them to buy? So these are the things that, that requires a little bit of uh, understanding of your product. Also comparing with your other sources uh, is a really uh, good way to go. 
Uh, of course, keeping in mind that the different sources, different, so you wouldn't compare Facebook with um, any other part, network part, uh, marketing partner. But if, if this, there's similar campaigns that you're running and one is way off, uh, then there's something wrong. So you need to also uh, be able to compare what you have at the moment to the new sources that you're uh, working on. You should also think about, is there a chance for me to actually reach the level that I'm already reaching with other uh, partners of mine? Mm-hmm. Something and, to think about, yeah. And, and speaking of levels, you know, um, you personally, you know, how are you sort of taking this to the next level? I mean, you're a um, mobile marketing manager. Um, what's next for you? Are you uh, learning new skills? Or are you going to be out there speaking on the uh, conference uh, tour i mean what what about you well i mean i am uh, i actually really really like the technology behind all this advertising the 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 struggles that the industry has been facing with fraud i mean it's inherently an exciting process to be able to uh, reach people uh, in, from their pockets i mean every one of us has a mobile phone it's an amazing opportunity to be able to send a message to masses of people look at their data how they react and then try to optimize on it uh, and if you are able to walk towards the success uh, and incrementally optimize what you're getting and, and get better campaigns, it's a good feeling. So I like uh, I like where I am right now. I have uh, joined a couple conferences and, and, and talks, uh, but it's not the most important part of, of my role at the moment. I mean, I like to see the, the campaigns getting better, the, the steps on getting more success, you get more app installs, and then, um, in the long run, we help people find their dream jobs. So this is the uh, role that I'm that I'm holding, and I I like that. I love it, dream job indeed. And some of our listeners, you know, they might want to get in touch with you. They might want to find out more about you know the checklist you're sharing, or find out you know what are the skills to be a mobile marketer to have a dream job like yours, Airman. What's the best way to stay in touch with you? Uh, I mean, you can uh, add me from from LinkedIn. Reach out to me. I would just just not reach in, reach out to you for <laughs> within three seconds, though. That's all. <laughs> and then I would send you the questions that I was talking about. No, I'm I'm, I'm joking. Of, of course, I mean, um, I I try to answer as many questions as I can. I think it's really interesting, and there are really experienced people in the industry. So uh, I think it's always good to share the experience that we have. Uh, and then make this community even a better performing community for the for the industry. Wonderful. And we'll have your LinkedIn in our show notes over at webmasterradio.fm. And that, my friends, is a wrap of yet another episode. The weeks will, of course, be jam-packed with more mobile heroes, with more amazing stories. And, of course, if you want to read up on Airmen or any of the other mobile heroes in the series, you can check out their dedicated page over at heroes.liftoff.com. And if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor in Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at mobilegroove.com. That's where you can find my portfolio of app marketing and content marketing services. And of course, you can check out this and all early episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, where you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So friends, until next time, remember... Every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon. That's great. I think.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.